From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. It is time for Legally Blonde and she joins me uh, live on the job today. She's uh, she's out there oh, serving justice. Behave yourself, you. Now you're yeah, uh, you're yeah. in the DPP list today. What what does I that am. mean? Uh, well, I've already done my work because I knew, well, I just got lucky. The DPP list is held on a Wednesday at Newcastle and when you have matters that are deemed too serious for the local court, they go up to the district court. The police hand the, the uh, carriage of the matter over to the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions if it's a state matter. If it's a Commonwealth matter, it hands it over to the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions. Both can be heard in the local court. So I've just appeared um, on behalf of a client who has been done for ongoing supply of drugs, mm. allegedly. Allegedly. And um, I, have, I had just appeared in the list. The police are still appearing because uh, they had to make sure that the brief of evidence was compliant, which means I've got everything I need, mm. and then they will hand things over to the DPP, and at the next occasion, the police won't be in it against me. It'll be... Uh, DPP solicitor and from there the charges might change so at the moment my client might have 15 charges that police have laid but it will have gone to a DPP solicitor who will have re-looked it well do we think if this runs to trial we can uh, prove this beyond reasonable doubt and so the charges often change significantly there might now be 10 charges of a different nature there might be 25. Wow so you learn something new every day you just uh, you you never know what your day is going to look like do you? Uh, well, I now know that the next time I'm in court for this matter is the 31st of August. So mm. I know it looks like um, a bit of chaos from the outside, mm. but no, it's all it's all about being highly organised, mm. diarising things, keeping your client um, in good communication, having good relationships with the prosecutors and the solicitors of the DPP. It's not rocket science. You just have to be, um, just do your job. Yeah. And you are very organised. You, you scare me sometimes how organised you are. Yeah, well, it's, I, I am with other people's lives. <laughs> I was waiting for it because you and I are both exactly the same with that, aren't we? We're, we're great with everybody else's lives. We can organise anything under the sun, but don't yeah. expect us to organise our own lives. And then yesterday I went, oh, I'm out of dry shampoo. Actually, I've been out of dry shampoo for a week. <laughs> if that was a client that have had the dry shampoo, that have been in for a blow dry, that have had a mani-pedi while that was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you and I both have uh, have uh, beautiful Mia's, and uh, if it was Mia, they'd both have their dry shampoo the minute it ran out. Yeah. If, if mine used dry shampoo. Mm. Yeah, mine doesn't. Mine won't use it. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That's, that's what I did this morning. That's what you did this morning. How have you been? I mean, we haven't uh, we haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks. Uh, the last time uh, we spoke uh, was when uh, you and I put on our protest shoes and uh, and went down to the uh, what we are wearing protest. Uh, uh, you know, just to support um, abortion laws here in uh, in Australia and to, to support what's going on over in in, uh, in the US. I haven't seen you since then. Now you did a little bit of an art class, which we put up on our uh, Newcastle Live Radio Facebook group. I was very impressed with the artwork. Uh, tell uh, tell our listeners about the artwork that you did to go to that march. <laughs> For a minute, I was thinking, what artwork are you talking about? All right, look. <laughs> so Full it wasn't that long ago. Full and Frank, no, no. Well, the reason I'm saying that is my daughter's currently hanging in the museum as an artwork. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, in the queer exhibition. So I just thought for a sec, I just was a bit confused. Uh, yeah, so full of frank disclosure, many, many moons ago, I don't know anyone who remembers uh, power dressing, shoulder pads, mm. leg warmers, studs. Um, in the 80s, I went to art school. And so I just kind of channeled the inner rebel in me and decided to... Uh, go to office work, buy some foam core, which is that lovely stuff that's light in the middle and real estates use it. And then I just went and um, found a couple of tomato steaks in my garden mm. and just made made some art. It was very one impressive. Side had, one, one side had uh, women are not incubators and I'd printed the handmaid's tale, you know, the women in the red with the white. And what was the other side? I can't even remember it now. No, I can't. It had a big, it had a big gold lightning bolt. Mm. Oh, that's right. And it had a beautiful. I was wearing a, a reproductive crown that I'd made out of a uterus and um, ovaries, but I was wearing it like it was jewels. Well, it was very interesting because uh, you got the uh, the title. You were nicknamed by the Newcastle Herald as the Queen of the March, weren't you? I know, hilarious. I'd have, I'd have done it. I would have put a bit of more effort into how I looked if I'd known that it was going to get that much attention. <laughs> it did, everybody wanted a photo with you. Tim Crackenthorpe was like, "Can I have a photo with you?" It was great. Yeah, well, he's only human. He is only, only human. human. That's exactly yeah. right, Lauren. Now, since we uh, since we last talked, um, musician Daniel Johns he was spared uh, from jail time after he was three times over the legal limit, and it was quite interesting because I think a lot of us were all shocked with uh, with the sentence that uh, that was given to him. He didn't get uh, get jail time, which is what we were we were expecting that he'd have jail time. He was given something that uh, we're not all aware of, and that uh, the wording is uh, is something that we're, you know, we're we're used to home detention. We've heard that that for a long, long time. Um, but he's uh, apparently, you know, he's he's been given a ten month intensive corrections order. What does yeah. that mean, Lauren? All right, so when you're three times over the limit and you have an accident or there's any aggravating factors, i.e. you've got other people in the car, um, you pulled over because of the nature of your driving, there's a, there's a whole gamut, you know. Um, there's a guideline judgment which uh, basically says you need to go to prison mm. because uh, high-range PCA, which is prescribed concentration of alcohol, causes a lot of accidents in the community. So... If you're that, if you're at that end of the uh, the range, the guideline judgment is no penalty other than a full time term of imprisonment is appropriate. Now, at the end of the day, under Section sixty six of the Crime Sentencing Procedure Act, it boils down to yes, you have to go to prison, but is the community safe if you are allowed to stay in the community? And it's converted into what's called an intensive correction order. So, for all intents and purposes, how that how that is practically for Daniel Johns is he's now subject for ten months to a term of imprisonment in the community, and there'll be conditions attached to that. It's probably that he's not to drink alcohol. I don't know what it is. Mm. They all you can they can all have different conditions, uh, but basically, I, I mean, ten months is a pretty good sentence, mm. and I know the magistrate that sentenced him to that the rehab into account. It's known as quasi, um, quasi-custody. So there's the months that he did in um, residential rehab would have been taken into account. So it's really a 10-month sentence, but let's just say he's already done three, four months um, in rehab. What that means is in the next 10 months, if Daniel Johns is found to breach that intensive correction order, he doesn't pass go, he goes straight to jail and... 
solicitors can't really help him because the ICO, or once you're sentenced to a full-time term of imprisonment, goes to the State Parole Authority. So we all lose jurisdiction now. If anything happens, he will have to appear before the State Parole Authority and they will decide whether they're going to revoke the intensive correction or ICO um, and if they decide, yes, we're going to revoke it. So for argument's sake, if he was done for another high-range PCA... I'd bet my house on the fact that they would revoke it because it's the same kind of offending. If he fails to put in, failed to indicate before he turned left at midnight and there's no other cars on the street, I doubt it would be revoked. Mm. So he's been subject to a term of imprisonment, but it's been suspended upon him agreeing to enter into a bond, in this case, an intensive correction order. It used to be called a Section 12 or a suspended sentence. Mm. So yep. does he have curfews? Does he have the ankle bracelet? Does he have anything at all like that? Well, all of those are available to the mm. magistrate. I don't know what his specific conditions are. Um, it would probably be, and just guessing here, yeah. um, that he's not to occupy the driver's seat of a car. He's not to drink any alcohol. He's to engage with community corrections and undertake any supervisional counselling they suggest. Um, it very much is... Custom, customized to each person. Mm. That's yeah. Wow. So it, it's not like the old, uh, you know, when you used to go up to uh, to Tomago and and work on the weekends, and you know, you used to get locked up on the weekend. It's nothing like that. It, it really is. You you no. left to your own devices. Yeah. Well, it's a sort of Damocles hanging over your head because mm. if you if you do breach it. Chance, you know, no, you can never say, oh, I didn't know I'm going to mm. go into prison because you've sat. You've sat before a magistrate or a judge who has said, I am giving you a term of imprisonment. But that last hoop is, well, is the community going to be safe if I let this person serve it in the community? So Magistrate Cheatham obviously thought uh, Daniel Johns is not a danger to the community. Mm. And successful rehab is always going to win you a lot there. Yeah, and, and he, he, he got, runs on the board, yeah. you know, he's got... Yeah, and he very much fell on his own sword, didn't he? He, uh, it was not well, only was it a public, it was a public embarrassment for him. He did have a very high profile uh, lawyer, though, didn't he? He uh, he brought uh, brought up uh, the man who's been uh, he's been in charge of a lot of a lot of high profile cases. So he didn't uh, he didn't shirk on on. He knew how serious this was. Yeah, it's, it's quite. Yeah, tough. well, I was expecting a call, but I didn't get one. Yeah. Yes. Kidding. No. Well, um, I, I was expecting to call you and say, right, okay. So, how do they look after him in jail now? But uh, yeah. that didn't happen. Does, and does, look, I think it was a. I think it was a fair sentence. Do you, you? You think it was the fair, the right thing to do? I do, and he's going to be subject to an interlock order after that. So, even when he gets his um, license back, he's going to have to pay to have what's called an interlock device uh, put into his car, and he's, he won't be able to start the engine unless he blows into it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, he's been disqualified from uh, from driving for seven months. So, for seven months, uh, he can't. Is that all? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> high range can give you three years. Yeah. No. Disqualified. He, uh, he was ordered to continue his medical treatment and uh, was disqualified for driving for seven months. That is extraordinarily mm. good. Mm. It is interesting. But he has been it? off. He's been off the, the road for months as well. Mm. Um, well, you know, the thing is. We have a punitive system, so there's lots of punishment, but you also, if rehabilitation is occurring and you can remove that as a danger, shouldn't we reward people who are falling on their sword mm. and making an effort? We're all human, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. But would uh, would Tracy McKellegott have got that same 
is that same Definitely. support? Yeah. yeah so yeah, it doesn't matter who those, I am? No, no, no. I've run those matters, um, high-range PCA matters, and had very similar results. You just have to... You just have to have a lawyer that knows, you know, basically in the guideline judgment, you address everything in that. Mm. So you can just get online and write Supreme Court high-range um, high PCA guideline judgment and you can see all of the things that need to be taken into account. The magistrates and judges want you to give them all that information. They want you to... All those things have to... You have to turn your mind to all of those things. And the thing with a, with a high-range PCA... What statistically, usually it's people that have never come before the court before. So I've never gone before the court, but if I was done for high-range PCA, my solicitor wouldn't really be able to use the same weight of Ms O'Brien is a person of good character, i.e. has never come to the court, because in a high-range PCA matter, they just don't take that on, they don't give that much weight. Whereas other matters, if you come to the court before, you know, and you've never appeared before, they will give you leniency. But if you look at the scales of justice, you know, you being high-range PCA for your first offence, but you hit a family of five coming home and you kill them, mm. like, like, the potential is a lot worse than I've never come before the court and mm. I, I nicked a packet of Wrigley chewing gum, which mm. I probably did in the 80s. It's lucky I wasn't caught because I wouldn't be a lawyer now. I was just about to say, yeah, you've, you've been there, done that, love. You've, you know, you've, no. you've misbehaved. <laughs> Look, thank well, you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I did uh, did just want to, to, you know, touch on that, that intensive corrections order because it did make a lot of, uh, it made a lot of attention when it, it was, was first uh, decided that that was going to be his punishment. I know a lot of people said, well, you know, if, if, if his name wasn't Daniel Johns, that, that wouldn't have been, been the case. But uh, no, it's great. It's true. great to know that 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 justice is blind. No, no, no. And you know, I had a young bloke, young tradie, um, very similar, three times over the limit, crashed his car, and when the cops got there, he they asked him how he did it, and he slurred, and he goes, "Oh, I was on the phone at the time." So he'd actually given them some information they didn't have. So he was on the phone, um, and I got him a similar result. But you know, again, never before the court, alcohol problem went into rehab. Mm. I don't think, no. And and the magistrates have a pretty tough gig. Um, they would weigh that up pretty closely and justice would definitely be blind. Mm. No, well, that's, uh, that's great to hear. You stay safe that's down there. That's my humble opinion. In your humble you opinion. Too. Stay safe down there. Um, if you're headed, headed back down here this afternoon, call in and say hi, won't you? Bless you. I Bless you. I haven't seen your beautiful face for a few weeks. I'm missing you. Oh, I'll send you a photo. Please do. All right. Thank you, my darling. I'll talk to you See soon. You. Bye. Bye, Tracy. That is uh, Lauren O'Brien with Legally Blonde. She joins us uh, every Wednesday to, uh, to just have a look at what's going on in and around our law courts and what, uh, what we need to be aware of. The information provided in Legally Blonde is for general information purposes only and should not be taken as professional advice. Ice House are uh, heading back out on tour. Can you believe it? They're, uh, they're appearing with the Psychedelic Furs, Mark Seymour and the Undertow Motor Ace, Emma Donovan. It is just going to be a, uh, a fantastic tour. They are uh, they're in the, at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl in Melbourne. They'll be at Brisbane River Stage and they're at the Sydney Opera House Forecourt on Monday, the 12th of December. So if you want to get your tickets, make sure you uh, you grab them grab them very, very soon. be great to see them with uh, with Mark Seymour and the Undertow. Huge, huge Mark Seymour fan. So make sure you, uh, you grab your tickets and see Ice House as they perform for the first time in a long, long time around the country. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life.
From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.